Welcome to the West of Ireland. It's Saturday the 29th of July in 2017 and I've left Cork and I've come west. To give you an idea where I am, I'm in County Clare, I'm in Lahinch, which is a seaside village which has got quite a thriving surfing industry. I'm staying at my mother and father-in-law's house. They've had a house here for 40 or 50 years, I'd say. Anyway, I'm here sitting in the house. Uh, what has happened already this morning is uh, uh, getting up groggily, slowly, and then uh, driving out to Liscanner, which is about two miles away. And in Liscanner is a top-class patisserie and coffee place really superb. I had a very old-fashioned croissant which was heavy with butter and uh, quite unlike any commercially available croissant that you'd find. Uh, very un-French, almost like uh, brioche dough. So, the, a couple of coffees there. And then I was taken away out of Liscanner and taken unexpectedly to a place called Milton Malbe. M-I-L-T-O-W-N M-A-L-B-A-Y Milton Malbe is famous really for one week of the year. It's when what's called the Willie Clancy Festival is held there. It's the first Saturday in July every year. And it's traditional Irish music. Uh, Willie Clancy was very famous, well, long dead now, um, Irish traditional musician. And there's a whole week of music. I've never been to it. But Milton Malby is where it's held. And it's a small one-street uh, village. But I was taken there in order to get me pair of shoes, a pair of jeans, and two, uh, two tops, because I don't possess any clothes that my wife considers to be uh, apt for seaside living. So I now have these new clothes. I'm the world's worst person when it comes to new clothes. If it was left up to me, I don't think, I, I think I'd go from year to year without buying any new clothes. And I'd only replace my socks when there were holes in them. I'm, I'm far from stylish. Anyway, I've got all these clothes, which uh, I'm going to wear one of the tops this afternoon, because I'm going now in Lahinch to go out onto the golf links. Lahinch has a world famous among golfers golf links called the hinge and it was uh, course was designed originally by the same person who originally designed Augusta and today the most important Irish amateur golf championship is taking place in the hinge its quarter and semi-final day today it's called the South of Ireland. 
South of Ireland Amateur Championship is taking place and they're at the quarterfinals which would have taken place this morning. I'm assuming that this afternoon is the is is the semi-finals because tomorrow is the final. And I don't know if tomorrow is a 36-hole match play final or if it's just 18-hole match play. In the old days it definitely was 36. I suspect that it's uh, today afternoon semi-final. I am going out on the dunes, taking my anchor with me, and I'll be reporting from the sand dunes of Lehinch Golf Links. And there's always the possibility that the wild goats will appear, because, and I joke you not, The clubhouse in Lahinch is not a massive, hugely attractive, impressive affair. It's twenty past two in the afternoon. The clock on it is probably ticking round to tee off time because we're in the quarterfinals of the South of Ireland Open Amateur Championship. I'm standing here with a handful of golf enthusiasts, several of whom have umbrellas with them and almost all of whom have waterproofs in some form or other. On the tee is a youngster who's just put a tee in the, in the turf and stuck a golf ball on top of it. He's wearing purple on top. He's got uh, black waterproof trousers on, I suspect. He's got blue and white uh, golf shoes. And here is the sound of him striking the first ball in his match. It's a par four. Now where's the ball gone? It's a black sky in front of us. I haven't a clue didn't see where it went at all. This is a par four uphill. Sand dunes to the right and left. And here's the other player all in black. Black shoes, black Nike shoes. He aims his driver, gets in with the ball, and here's what he sounds like. very west. Well, maybe I'm going to reconsider. Hold on a second now. I have to check the, the weather properly. I, I was more uh, caught up in the drama of the golf. It's windy. Oh, it's definitely wet up there. I don't think I'm going out in that. I think I'll wait till it blows over. There's absolutely no way I Interestingly enough, the two golf players, one of them is pushing his own bag 
and the other has a has a bagster, a, a caddy with him. They are going to walk into the wind and the rain. It's going to be high drama out there. Oh, the guy who was in a purple top. God, it's a terrible shame that he's pushing his own clubs. If I'd known he was alone by himself, I'd have, uh, I'd have played with him. Hang on, he's putting on a green top now. So we have, we're about to have big rain crossing the course. So they would be the... They were, they were due to be first out. But Oru went to the 27th this morning. Yeah, when it was on the 27th. And on the 9th, it's the second time round. So, That's yeah, very amazing. Long. Amazing. Did you walk around? I did. He won it with Tar, and his opponent should have wrapped up the match about three or four holes earlier. At every hole, about three or four holes. He had a pot at every hole to win? He had. And he didn't. Did he and miss he missed, anything he really a, short? He missed a two-foot put to extend the match on the ninth. Two-foot foot to extend the match. It was, it was a match neither should have lost, really. Amazing Were they playing good golf? They were playing as well? great golf. They, I, in oh, the, so there were some halves in birdies? There was three, at least three halves in birdies. Yeah. Yeah, super, super. They have the fourth in birdies. They have the fifth in birdies. And they have the eighth in birdies. Yes. That's stunning. Are these the last four? No, there's one more now. There's one, one more to come. Inside the clubhouse of the Hinch Golf Links. From the clubhouse, you can see the second green. It's a par five. Outside, the wind is blowing very strongly, and I don't have the right equipment for recording anything outside in the open air. You wouldn't be able to hear me, which I bitterly regret. Anyway, we got two Irish amateur golfers. Who have just played the second hole. I have no idea what happened. I heard that this morning two players were playing against each other for 27 holes. One of them won on the 27th, while the other guy missed a two-foot putt. And the bit that really shocked me, they gave each other nothing, not even a four-inch putt any time going around. And I've never heard of that in golf match play ever in my life, not giving somebody a four-inch putt. I didn't see it myself. It would have been I'd like to have seen it. But I suppose that it means that if you give each other nothing, you don't have to be distracted by any thought like, oh, I suppose I should give him this one. I'll give him that one. I won't give him the other one and all that. Now, I'm still in two minds about whether to walk around outside because the wind is strong and even though any rain that will come 
will quickly move on because of the strength of the wind. My great hopes had been that I would be able to record some <laughs> some golf commentary. It would amuse me a lot to be able to give a little commentary about the the golf. But I haven't got my road microphone with its wind baffler or whatever you call it on top of it so there'll be no fun doing that so I think maybe I'll just go and mindfully walk the course and forget about recording the audio and then I'll come back in here and be completely chilly and I'll carry on probably do me good as well from the clubhouse you can also see the Atlantic Ocean which is grey completely grey there's not a shred of blue in that sea the hinch is not a warm place when the clouds are down and the and the sun is shrouded anyway in here people are having bowls of soup they're having scones they're not yet onto pints of Guinness and that's just a general babble and bubble of conversation. I think some of the people who played golf this morning and lost are at the bar having a drink. Others are just golfers who've arrived in Lahinch specially for this week to follow the south of Ireland. Others are live here all the time, spend their entire year here. I don't know who's who. Anyway, it's a famous golf links. And I'm going to go out. Yes, I'm definitely going to go out. All the best. Thanks for listening. I'll have something to say about it after I've been frozen. There has to be somewhere on this golf course which is shielded from the wind better than inside my pullover. I'm walking down the fourth hole with these last two contenders and uh, I'm having a wonderful time. I'm dressed in sandals which are completely inappropriate for walking around the golf course and I'm in short trousers and I've got no waterproofs whatsoever so I'm at the mercy but it's absolutely lovely to be so close to such good golfers. I hope to, not that I found a way, it's almost like being under the bed covers recording something, so I'm just going to see how I get on. So we'll pause and start and pause and start and see what it's like. This is really right down. One of them played an iron, the other played a driver. This is a par five hole. The fairway can't be more than about 20 meters across. And there's marrow grass on above right and left. So we're in down between the sand dunes. Very sheltered here. Very wild elsewhere. Now the famous thing about this fourth hole in La Hinch is that you can't see the green with your second shot. There's a big sand dune in front of you. And they actually have somebody who stands on top of the sand dune and gives... Uh, directions 
to golfers on which way to go. Actually, well, I may not be exactly right. There's a flag up there. So, you stand down here. I'm about 15 meters from the ball, which is just off the edge of the fairway. And the, the line from here is straight over the top of the of the the, the sand dune in front. But in 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 on warm, hot days, the ball will run a mile on the other side, and you can get to this green in two. The wind is right behind your back. So uh, let's just see what happens next. Well, the ball has gone dead straight. It looks like as if it, if the line was correct, it's gone straight for the flag. So, uh, we'll see what happens. I hear clapping. shot I watched is about six feet from the hole. The other man drove. The guy with the driver hit his shot down the right hand side of the sand dune, completely clear of all trouble. And he's hit the ball onto the green. Also about what looks like ten or twelve feet from the flag from the hole at this stage. Now this is a par five so you can just get the idea of that must have been about a drive and a can't have been much more than a drive and a nine iron to get onto the green at a par five. That'll tell you what it's like. So with the wind behind me, even I could get to the par five for fourth hole in two. So the red-headed golfer goes in to the lead, I think. He uh, scored an eagle. A three at a par five, and he all he had to do was to sink about a six to eight foot putt to win that hole. So one guy, the guy in black, lost, even though he scored a birdie. I came in off the ninth, after the ninth hole. The redhead guy was beating the black, the guy in black by, he was three holes up at that point, and my phone battery had crashed, so I decided I'll get back to the clubhouse, I'll see if it's possible to recharge, and maybe I'll go back out again. And then I get into the clubhouse, and it boots up again, and I've got 10% without doing a single thing. Anyway, I'm back in here. I thought all the other matches were finished actually, but because I couldn't see people at any other green. The hinge is full of holes that are separated from each other by sand dunes, so you can't very easily tell what's going on on any other, ho any other holes from where you are. 
So in any case, I'm in here, a bit breathless as usual, and I'm debating with myself whether I'm going to walk back to the house, get the charger, charge the phone up, and come back here, pick up the charger, take it with me. I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Anyway, it's bound to rain again. And uh, this is where we're at. I have had a chat with one or two people on my, in my travels. And uh, I'm walking out now. For those who know their golf, Ken Ventura is an honorary overseas life member here at La Hinch. And there's a whole lot of memorabilia about him here. He won the uh, US Open champion in championship in 1964. But when he played in La Hinch, he met the goats. Yes, there are goats, wild goats, on the golf course at La Hinch. Didn't see any today, but I can looking at a photograph of Ken Ventura with three or four wild goats. Here I'm looking at photographs of all sorts of famous Irish golfers including Joe Carr, who was a finalist in the South of Ireland in 1981. That would must be Joe Carr Jr. Because as I look here, I look back over previous winners of the South of Ireland here. I'm looking back over people who won the South of Ireland in years gone by. The person who trained me on how to play golf Jack Burke, he won the South of Ireland here, I can tell you, 11 times, I think maybe 11 years in a row. J.B. Carr won it in 1969. John O'Leary, who became a professional golfer, he uh, won it in 1970. I'm looking to see who's the really famous, Joe Carr again, J.B. Carr uh, won it again in 1966. I probably saw him that year win it in 1966. Who won it in Rupert de Lacy Staunton won it in 65, in 64. Oh, Willie Billy Kelleher won it in 64. 63. I don't know who won it then. 62. I'm looking to see if if, uh, J.B. Carr turned up again. J.B. Carr ended up playing on the Ryder Cup team. Now I'm going to take you to on the here, architect of the Hinch Golf Club, Tom Morris, Open champion at St Andrews, architect of the Hinch. An image of him in 1894. 1894. Alistair McKenzie. Alistair McKenzie. Who was retained in 1926 by the Hinch Golf Club, the club that was founded in 1892, and he was the architect of Augusta. And Alex Alistair McKenzie redesigned the Hinch in 1934. Well, 1926 he was booked to do it. So let's go down the stairs here in a few minutes. The man who trained me on how to play golf, he won the South of Ireland in 28, 29, 30, 31, 39, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46. He was a finalist in 47. Played in the Walker Cup, 1932. 
John Burke, died 1974, RIP.